GothicMedia.com presents Consumption with hosts P.G. Holyfield, Chooch, Viv, and Christiana Ellis. Well, hey everybody and welcome to episode 17 of SpecFicMedia.com presents Consumption. Uh, today is Wednesday, January 15th, 2014. Uh, each week or whenever we can get together, we uh, sit around and talk about uh, the media we are consuming. And as often as we can, we also have a guest uh, who is hopefully also creating. And this week we have a special treat. Uh, we have um, writer, novelist, screenwriter, overall badass content creator Matt Wallace is here with us. Tonight, how are uh, you, Matt? Hi, Matt. I'm doing good. How are you guys? <laughs> hey, Viv. Awesome. Awesome. And you're, I think we, did we lose you? <laughs> no. no. Um, okay. I had weirdness on my screen a minute ago, PG. You were totally blacked out. So there's just some, we're just <laughs> yeah, having, yours and we're Matt's just going to have to power through. Freezing up. Your video has been freezing yeah, think, up, but your audio has been good. Yeah, maybe it's I haven't noticed any weirdness at all. No issues. weirdness. So Christiana loves you the best. <laughs> there we go. But uh, it's been almost a month since we had our last show. I uh, had the holidays, had a bunch of new stuff to uh, uh, to talk about. Um, new shows. Um, the end of a doctor. Um, so we're going to talk all about all of that. And we'll also talk to Matt a little later about anything he's been watching or consuming and also about some of the stuff he has uh, coming out soon or he's been working on uh, over the last bit. It's been shoot a couple years since, since I've talked to you, Matt. So it'd be good to, good to hear how you're doing. Yeah. I stopped, uh, I stopped going to cons in like 2010. So I haven't, I've barely seen anybody. (sighs) Yep. And yeah, last year was the first year I didn't go to dragon con since 2006. So it's, Different no, world. <laughs> yeah, you know. We had that whole conversation. When you, don't, when you don't actually write books, you know, you just talk about things. It's hard to hard to uh, justify spending. He was working on his beard. Surely. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, working on the beard and the hair. I think needed we need time. It always does. We we always ten, intend to go to Dragon Con, and then we end up having to cancel because money and different things happen. But because money, I had last no the night before last night, I had a crazy ass Dragon Con dream that I believe hmm. means we should not go because PG and I. This is news to me. I, yeah, I better listen. PG Ooh. and I somehow drove off of a freeway overpass and flipped a car and caused like a 50 car pileup <laughs> that I got Jesus. out of. And then I got involved into this crazy Russian stolen cell phone and hooker ring <laughs> and became part of this crazy Russian gang. And I blame the archer rewatch a lost kitten at the end. I, it was Aww, kitten. I think I need to skip dragon con. Cause it was crazy. <laughs> it sounds- I think it sounds like all of those problems got, were uh, caused by not being at Dragon Con. Exactly. Well, you know, and I did survive. Mm. So yeah. and it just sounds like you ended up in a Ed, Edward Norton commercial with the yeah. forty-eight hour thing that he had. Whatever. What was that commercial, commercial actually for? In the end, this is like a car. It was a cell or something? phone. I don't know. Yeah. What are they? Yeah, 
It was about a cell phone that it's supposed to have like 40, 48 hours of battery life or something. So the whole uh, thing was based on he could have all this stuff happening in his phone would still have charge or something. All right, then. Well, Kaylee's very excited about the conversation because she's constantly chasing her tail here. So whatever <laughs> you guys are saying is fascinating for the retriever. I'm sorry. It's just very distracting because she keeps hitting things. <laughs> so what have you so been Matt, watching, you... Matt? What have I been watching? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's, there's been a little lull because uh, I'm a big Sons of Anarchy fan, and that, that Sons of Anarchy ended, so that's over. Um, True Detective, that's that just started. That's yeah. mm-hmm. amazing. Gorgeous it's, looking. Uh, I didn't realize it started. Let's just jump into that. What you what you think of the first episode of that? I just uh, it, very few premieres anymore I'm, I'm very jaded because i've been in la for three years trying to write tv so i make it a point not to be impressed by things but it was just really, <laughs> the depth of it was really impressive and you can't you can't can i curse on the absolutely. show I didn't, absolutely you can't, you can't fuck with mcconaughey and Woody harrelson man that's just that's a deadly yeah. combination by anybody's standards so i can't yeah, I'm, I'm in i'm all in what impressed me the most about it was just the the very rarely sometimes with a like a um um uh certain movies you know you have this like over sense or this sense of foreboding mm. and just heaviness that that a good filmmaker can bring and just you know it's dark content of course it's about a murder and these two detectives and i haven't i started watching it right before we we got on here and didn't want, finish the the pilot or the premiere episode um but just the the sense of weight of everything, every conversation, you know, that conversation that they're having in the car, right? Uh, where mm-hmm. you know his his McConaughey's worldview sort of comes out, and, and oh god, it was just it was incredible how uh, it was. You really you really get uh, like winter it. is coming without anybody yeah. having to say it, you know. I I got <laughs> yeah, I really liked that the the two characters struck a good balance for me of. Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey's character on the one hand being kind of out there, um, but Woody Harrelson's character being kind of aggressively conventional um, in a way where, like, he asks Matthew McConaughey what he's thinking about, and he's, like, he specifically expresses frustration. You never talk about yourself. Please tell me. Mm. And then, like, inside of three sentences, he's saying, let's not talk in the car anymore. <laughs> and so it's just, you know, he – he. I think that there's a, an interesting mix there because they <clears> – at least my take on it was they're not just setting it up as Woody Harrelson is the everyman and Matthew McConaughey is the weirdo. It seems more like they're really two ends of a spectrum. Right. Um, um, I, get, I get an early sense that – their roles are going to reverse eventually too. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that, but I feel like they're setting it up. So you get a specific impression of each character mm-hmm. and then as the story progresses and as time progresses, cause it goes, it's going to go over a long span of time. Yeah. I feel like their roles are going to reverse in some way, but that's just, that's just an early prediction, but it's very cool. It's very compelling. It just, mm-hmm. just gorgeously shot too. It's, it's <laughs> looks beautiful. Yeah, no, it does. So yeah, that uh, that's a new thing. Um, 
and trying to make it a point. Uh, do, you, do we only talk about uh, speculative fiction? I'm not clear on like the ground rules because like, literally everything that's coming to mind. We is, talk about everything. It's okay. definitely a focus, but we, you know, I, I know Christiana and I are going to talk about Justified at some point. <laughs> in the next, Fair play. Next hour, good so. content's good content. Because mm-hmm. most of what I've been consuming lately is my girlfriend and I have been making a concerted effort to see all the uh, the awards contenders uh, for movies this nice. year. Oh yeah. Because I never I never seem to get around to that. And it's uh, it's been a horribly fucking disappointing, man. I gotta be honest with you. Just like, it gets progressively worse as we've gone on. I think the only movie I've seen out of the awards contenders this season that I wanted to see again was Dallas Buyers Club, and the rest have just been like varying levels of letdown. Hmm. Uh, from Gravity to American Hustle to really? oh god, we watched uh, we watched August Osage County last That's, week. Yeah, Stay, staying away from that one. Yeah, that was, uh, and you know, I'm not, I'm not bagging on the, the acting has been generally good in all these films this season, but just the, the writing really, I think, is the central problem. And it just that that movie made me want to kill myself like 40 <laughs> minutes in, just to just not because I felt bad about my life, I'm awesome, but just because I felt like the only way I could escape watching this movie. Um, and someone, uh, someone on Twitter, because I tweeted about it, and <laughs> someone said they, uh, they call that. Two hours of being acted at, and I thought that was a really apt description of it. Wow, you didn't like American Hustle, though. I mean, there were things I liked about it, but it just like like a lot of movies that are up for awards this, this season, it just felt really scattered and unfocused. Mm. And in particular, that one felt really tonally inconsistent to me. Like, I like there were a lot of comedic elements, but they didn't hit it hard enough to. To make you think, yeah, I was never sure if I was supposed to be laughing at anything. It's just the tone yeah. was all over the place. And, um, uh, yeah. I, I definitely see what you're saying. Like, I, I liked it, and I guess the, the, like, the only criticism I came out of it with was that it, it felt long. Like, not even that I was bored at any point, but just that it sort of felt like it just kept going longer than I expected the story to go. All day, um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, I really enjoyed it generally. Um, and to be sure all the stuff with, uh, Jessica Lawrence's character, I, I was laughing constantly, but it was a little bit that kind of nervous laughter because, you know, she's kind of doing these outrageous things, but at the same time, there is kind of this sense of like, oh God, she's really going to get them all killed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She was fantastic in it. I mean, again, I'm not... Like the performances and all these things were really good. The acting scene was really good. I just the material confused me. It was really long. Wolf of Wall Street was another one that I had that problem with. Like there was amazing things in that movie, but it was just so all over the place and and repetitive. It was really redundant. It like made me tired of seeing naked women by the end of it. And I'm a huge wow. fan of naked women. <laughs> what? Wow. Like no one's bigger. But just, yeah, like, they, just they punch everything yeah, right. so and so repeatedly. It's like drugs and titties and Leonardo DiCaprio does a rousing monologue and they did that like seven times in a row. And by the end of it it was just like Return of the King. It's like ten endings and I just I wanted to <laughs> Yeah. Um and I just I'm so I don't know. I've just really been disappointed with with the writing uh, and all the awards kind of contenders this year. Um, I've I've been kind of on a uh, similar uh, pursuit, um, not quite aggressively yet, but uh, one thing that my my old friend Mike and I do every year is once the Oscar nominees come out, we try to just see as many of those as possible. 
Right. Um, you know, just on the basis of it being kind of a fun challenge to try, like not necessarily managing to see everything, but just giving it a shot to see how many you can get. And, um, uh, so one of the ones that I, I watched so far that I, I really enjoyed was Inside Lewin Davis, um, which is the most recent Coen Brothers one. Mm. Um, and uh, I really liked that one, although to be sure it's kind of weird and probably your enjoyment of it depends a lot on your, your um, enjoyment of folk music. <laughs> there's a lot of fun about any movie to be sure <laughs> uh i have i've not seen that one yet i am really looking forward to it though that is that's one that i'm actually holding out a lot of hope for um i mean it's the coen brothers like yeah so amazing. it's it's not you know it's not uh bombastic you know what i mean it's they're they're doing their thing where it's kind of a low-key movie all the way through but it's thoughtful and interesting and you know, all that good stuff. Um, if I may say real quickly, I kind of threw PG off of his game because I'm such like a shut-in. So I immediately asked Matt what he's been watching. But Matt, probably PG was going to do some kind of an intro for you that might be appropriate at some point. It's too late now. You blew on that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I totally blew it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just you blew it now. I'm going to... Uh, we'll, Damn you we'll, for being we... interesting, Wallace. When we get to the point where we'll actually let him talk about what he's doing, uh, we'll do that. But since we're in the yeah, if I don't get the uh, show, I'm gonna walk right now. I know. <laughs> yeah, make him make him wait on the show. Any other movies that people have gone to see that they wanted to mention? Did we, we ever talk jump about back Hobbit? Into TV? Did we talk about Hobbit two ever? Yeah, you guys talked okay. about Hobbit. I have not seen <laughs> it, so we have not Hobbit two. We so haven't done this. I, I haven't part. seen it, so yeah, we'll do a spoiler section if I ever go see it, or y'all can spoil it. I don't care. It's not like I don't know what happens in the damn movie. Yeah, I know, so. right? <laughs> yeah, I think we did plenty of. Unless something happens with uh, the girl from Lost that uh, is particularly exciting that She's I need to see. Really hot in it. She earns her keep, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But She's hot. That. Well, yeah, that's good. Well, well, the, I, mean, I, I think her. Inclusion, though, is just indicative of the larger problem with those movies generally, which is why is she even in the movie? Why right. why are they why are they stretching this story out so much to the point where it starts really getting thin instead of being tight and awesome? So she's Money. I've never I haven't read The Hobbit. So is she not in The Hobbit? Is she just no. an invented character? She's a no. new character. Who else is invented? And it's. If you, just if any names pop off, like if any of the main character arcs. Well, I mean, Orlando like, Bloom's character wouldn't isn't in the book. You know, I mean, there's a, you know at least with the Lord of the Rings, he had all of this ex, you know extraneous additional information that he that they could pull in. Yeah. In order to stretch this out to three movies, they they actually had to invent stuff that fits within the universe, mm -hmm. but um, and pull stuff yeah. from the Cimmerillion, which is mm. a clear sign that they're not making artistic choices. Wow. <laughs> There's never been anyone in the history of film who's gone. I really want to shoot the Cimmerillion. Yeah. <laughs> now I haven't read I that. Bring to life. I haven't read that either, but I understand it to be more encyclopedic, like more like an encyclopedia or a wiki, like Wikipedia now. Oh yeah, it's yeah, more like it's a textbook. A historical yeah, Wikipedia. it's like yeah. seventy-five percent reference book, twenty-five percent anthology. It's gotcha. just, it's it's Tolkien didn't write enough shit before he died. That's what that book is. <laughs> he just spewed every thought 
down onto the page before he it, it's just like all those people who get stuck on world building world building and then never actually write the story all he he did actually write the story but he just had so much of that world building built up that it's like oh i didn't get to use all this stuff in the story i have to put it all in something else yeah well, yeah but it's I, an atrocious book it just should uh, not so let's jump not over <laughs> okay, well, so so I shouldn't feel like I should read the Silmarillion. No. no, you can never read the Silmarillion. You're fine. You should, should read the Hobbit. I should read the Hobbit. Okay. Yes. You should absolutely read the Hobbit. It's fantastic. Yeah, the Hob well, and the Hobbit's short too. That's the thing about it. It's like a kids' yeah. book. It is. Oh, I'm so down with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so, a time story. Yeah, it's an easy read and it's good. So it's just one of those things where I think that is that story is the perfect length to be one movie. Hmm. Um, so the fact that they've made it into three long ones is, I mean, I understand why they're doing it because it's, you know, milk that franchise more money. Right. But, yeah. uh, but boy, I don't think it was the right artistic decision. Just my personal opinion. Yeah, I remember when, I remember when like a, the rumors first came out that they were going to do two movies and I was like, okay, well I could see that. And then when yeah. they said, oh no, it's three. I'm like, mm -hmm. how? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I've had I've had no urge to go see it. So uh, I tell you oh what, well. though, my my minor crush on Martin Freeman is just like raging right now because <laughs> I loved him so much in The Hobbit too. He was just like the perfect perturbed British guy at the very beginning of it, and it was <laughs> yeah. just beautiful. I just died for it. And then um, we started. I finally have been able to keep up. Like we're watching Sherlock as well, which mm. he's on with that Cumberbatch dude. That yeah. Cumberbatch. <laughs> well, you know, Martin Freeman and that other fucking guy. Whoever that other he guy. You didn't say Cumberbun. Yeah, I said it right, right? Yeah. You said it right, yeah. Well, the fuck is clearly for smog, me. Is, that Smaug guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my input. Yeah, Martin Freeman is, uh, he's just gone balls deep in British culture really like he was oh, he's yeah. been arthur dent he's mm -hmm. been the hobbit yeah. he's been in he's in sherlock he was in the he's office in, just, yeah the office oh my um, God. he was in the um the latest edgar wright you know the world's end yeah yeah which yeah. we he, still haven't seen oh it's great you should see it um i uh also recently saw um frozen and saving mr banks I hear Frozen from adults saying it, that Frozen is really good. It is. Um, I have some quibbles with the story that are minor enough that I can kind of mostly just decide, okay, that's fine. I can deal with that yeah. because the rest of it is so good. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple of things that just made the, the writer in me want to say, so why does the magic work like that? <laughs> oh, just because it's convenient for the story. Okay, I see. Yeah. So it, so there's a couple of things that happen related to the magical stuff in that story that really just feel like it doesn't make any inherent sense other than that's the way it needed to work for the story to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't feel supported by anything else. And so that was a little bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also one particular character turn where I feel like I saw it coming 
from the first time the character appeared on the screen, and yet the movie really, really stretched out this reveal like it was supposed to be this big, stunning surprise in the final act. And I'm like, finally. Like, I, it was, this was obvious all along. And so I was kind of annoyed that the movie played so coy with that all along instead of just making it clear that it's like, just because the character doesn't see it doesn't mean that the audience can't be allowed to see it. Yeah. Um, but so that said, those quibbles aside, I really like a lot of it. The songs are good. It's funny. Um, it looks very nice. And then it also just has the interesting um, thematic stuff of kind of kind of subverting both um, some of the two classic tropes of these princess movies. One, which is the idea that you can have love at first sight that turns into true love and then happiness ever, you know, happily ever after. It kind of undercuts that. Um, the idea that, you know, um, you know, being so open to true love at first sight and then it's like, oh, I'm going to marry this guy the first day I met him is probably a bad idea. <laughs> and so actually having that be part of the story is interesting. And then also the idea that, um, you know, there's more than one kind of true love and, um, you know, learning to be yourself and owning yourself at the same time that you don't have to shut other people out of your life to do that. And that oh, kind of what a is load the of crap. <laughs> so you know, I, uh, I liked all of that an awful lot. Um, and it made me willing to forgive the minor annoyances. Yeah. I was this thinking has... the same thing as you were saying that. I was thinking, what a load of crap. <laughs> then you have to remember, no, because it is. It's like, ah, uh, you know, whatever. The thing is, you gotta love yourself. movies are for kids, and that's huh? good stuff oh, for yeah. kids. I want yeah. kids exposed to those messages. Mm -hmm. See, I didn't get those messages when I was a kid. That's why I get to this point in my life and Christiana <laughs> says some shit like that. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow, See, I'm jaded know. and dead inside. And didn't I want know the we were both that jaded. <laughs> didn't know we were both that jaded, Matt. Uh, this has nothing to do with that, but I saw this. Uh, Hot chick uh, on a horse. It's just this thing. Yeah, Disney did some. Yeah, they did some like you know real actors and stuff oh, as right. princesses, and it had Jessica Chastain as Merida and that uh, from Brave. I like that one. So mm -hmm. yeah, I love me some Merida. Um, so what was the other movie you taught you saw, Christian? Oh, uh, Saving Mr. Banks, which is the movie about um, you know it's oh, yes, yes, you yes, know yes. based on a true story at least of uh, how yeah, the movie right. Mary Poppins got made. Um, you know, even as I watched it, I couldn't help but think, you know, it's like, I wonder how loosely this is based on the real story. I mean, I'm sure it's inspired by, but I couldn't help but think that there are lots of things about it that felt kind of contrived, which is not to say I didn't like the movie, but it is just kind of predictable. You know, I mean, it's, it's good in the ways you expect it to be, but it doesn't really do anything very surprising. Yeah, I saw it too. It's uh, it's a wonderful work of fiction. I enjoy, it. and you know who the best the best part of that movie was for me? Colin Farrell. I didn't even know was in the fucking movie. Mm -hmm. He plays uh, P.L. Travers' dad in flashbacks. Fantastic, mm -hmm. um, like the most moving part of it for me. But it's it's a yeah. wonderful work of fiction. But it is it is fiction. It's that's it's like ten percent truth and yeah. ninety percent <laughs> horseshit and. 
like I said, I did enjoy it. I don't enjoy reinforcing this this stereotype of like writers are just the worst intransigent neurotic asses. And it basically, mm. that makes the message of the movie. It's like writers need their corporate bosses to shake them loose of their uh, ridiculous pathos. That pissed me off more than a little bit. But <laughs> if you can, that's my own personal bias, but it was, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice little movie. Uh, Walt Disney was an anti-Semitic blood drinking pornographic Satanist in real life. And I think we should all remember that when we watch it. But as a work of fiction, it was very well done. Emma Thompson is, you know, hmm. I'd lick her all over for a dime. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, she was Here, fantastic. Here's the question, though. Did, no, did no. you find her character sympathetic in the movie? I mean, I did, but I found her sympathetic as a writer watching another writer being exploited. If I wasn't a mm. writer, I, my, like, I went to see it with my girlfriend. My girlfriend hated her, and I couldn't argue it. They made her horrible. <laughs> They made her a horrible person. Well, it, it's it's just funny because that was sort of exactly the uh, the how it was for me because I went to see it with my dad, and I kind of identified with the with her too. At the same time that she's engaging in lots of bad behavior, yeah. I identified with this idea of having something you've created be really meaningful to you and resisting the idea that other people are going to try to take it and make it their own thing. Um, and, and that sort of element of it. But then my, my dad, who also liked the movie, he said, just said, oh, yeah, I didn't, didn't sympathize with her at all. I was just like, you know, the whole movie was just like, let's try to make her act like a nice person. Yeah, it's really, there's a huge cutoff. And I think that that really reveals something when you show that to people who aren't writers or aren't familiar with the creative process or just aren't just haven't been through that because we just write writing especially is a trade and a profession and a craft that we just devalue so much as a culture at this point and uh i think that's when you see that in that movie uh, because the thing is her, her perspective even if she's rude about it, her perspective is perfectly reasonable in mm -hmm. every point like she wrote the thing it's hers she gets to decide yeah. And they're coming in with their jaunty tunes and their bullshit and changing it. Like, I'd be pissed off, too. I'd be horribly pissed off. Mm -hmm. um, but people don't see it that way. They see it like, how can she be mean to Mr. Disney like that? He's just mm -hmm. trying to make a nice, you know, musical for kids. Yeah. Well, it certainly Although, skews it when you, I, I think, when you know what the result is. It's it's mm. a childhood classic that everybody loves. You know, if I it don't. Was, if it was a work that nobody knew, then people may... <laughs> have a different opinion. Well, obviously I think a lot of the, the way the movie works relies on the idea that we already kind of know about how the movie actually turns out. You know what I mean? I think like going into this movie, it assumes that you have seen Mary Poppins and know how it goes. Um, um, but I've one of the things that I that whole damn movie. <laughs> I one of the things I did kind of like about this one too, though, is that is that additional layer of obviously she's resistant to these outsiders coming in and changing the story that's very personal for her. But I liked also that sort of the end result of all of that is that she ultimately accepts that um allowing others to participate can create something new and that can be good even if she is actually still annoyed by several elements of what they changed i mean the abstract i agree with that the problem is the reality is she fucking loathed the movie until the day she died like that mm. just didn't happen there was no transformative <laughs> experience where 
She's not there in a web because it was so deep, but an exercise of personal damage. Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> yeah. On her deathbed, cursing Walt Disney for the pornographer and blood drinking Satanist he is. <laughs> I swear to God, that, that has to be in a bumper or something, PG. Can you isolate that for us? That's got to be a big Absolutely. seller for the show. The Disney thing. Come sure. on. Absolutely. I am to please. <laughs> How do you feel Mr. Banks was portrayed? <laughs> Mr. Banks? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. No, that whole thing's a metaphor. <laughs> you know, one of those. One of I hate those. when that happens. I hate when they put metaphors in my story. Yeah. Subtext. <laughs> well, you know, here here is an interesting just, uh, this is really a side note to the movie itself, but it was just an odd reaction I discovered in myself, which was, I found myself, given how well I am, how familiar I am with him as an actor, I found myself resistant to the idea of expect, accepting Paul Giamatti as just a limo driver. Huh. Somehow, every time I saw him on screen, even though I like him and I don't think there was anything wrong with his performance, there was some part of me that felt like he should be a more important character. <laughs> wow. So I don't know where that came from, but I definitely detected Damn. that reaction in myself as I watched. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> so I guess you're a fan of his and didn't even know it. If well, it had I been Morgan him, Freeman, but I yeah. don't know why I was insisting that he should be in a different character role. Right. I don't know. And and I had a similar a feeling. career in this fictional world. <laughs> I had a similar feeling with a different actor recently, and I can't remember who it was now. It was an actress, and uh, I can't remember what it, who it was, but it was the exact same feeling. It was like, she's better than that. What are you, what, what are you wasting this? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of the stuff that we've seen since the last time we recorded, Chooch, and I'm drawing major blanks other than like TV rewatches. Well, yeah, we we we've done a bunch of non-spec uh, movie catch-ups, you know, comedies and stuff. That, yeah, that uh, were out in the summer. Um, yeah, we saw. Well, no, you didn't watch. We uh, I watched the internship one night. Oh yeah, you watched. Yeah. Uh, was which, that a hot mess? It, it, it was what you'd expect. <laughs> My it was God, pretty they were funny. Laughing. You know, it was super Jesus. formulaic, but it was funny and had some good moments and. Yeah, it's, yeah. It was a room full of three teenage boys is what it was. It's Two adults, Vaughn, one teen. Olsen. They were all teenagers when that movie started. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing when they watched um, This is the End, which I did not watch with my son because I'm a good mom. <laughs> <laughs> I may have rented it for him, but I did not watch it with him. No. Chooch Always did it all. Time. It's all Chooch. Yeah. But Always. what, I mean, I feel like. We just we watched uh, We're the Millers, which <laughs> another formulaic, but horrible. Yeah. yeah. Made bank. Made bank. So there will be more. Good, I guess. Well, I I, th I thought that's, I heard somewhere that's... a rumor that they were going to try to make it a TV show oh, or something. God. They try to make everything a TV Unless show. Unless they get Jennifer Anderson to strip right? on every episode. I don't think anybody's going to watch it. <laughs> well, I imagine if they were going to make a TV show, it would actually be different cast, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. Um, I yeah, rewatched on Netflix recently. Anderson I went. I went back and watched Disney's Atlantis animated movie. Oh, how was it? Um, I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, just because I was curious. I actually, I saw it in the theater and not since. Mm. And so I just kind of wanted to know how, how it aged. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's not great. I mean, it's, it's, I, you know, it's not considered one of the classics and I won't say that it's underrated. Mm -hmm. It has some good stuff in it, but largely I think it suffers from being just wall-to-wall -wall cliches. Mm. 
And they're combined in kind of an interesting way occasionally, but I just I feel like every single thing in it feels lifted from something else. Um, and I and even though I like the vocal performance from Michael J. Fox, I feel like the main character is almost unpleasant to look at. Mm. You know, like he's supposed to be <laughs> all gangly and adorable, you know, that whole sort of thing. Right. I, I look at him and I watch him moving around on screen and I'm just like, Bleh. <laughs> I don't like him. Um, which is weird just because I have great affection for Michael J. Fox. And so I, I feel this cognitive dissonance when I was watching it, feeling like yourself. Yeah. It's almost like uh, this reaction with Paul Giamatti in the other movie. I sort of just like, I feel like, but Michael J. Fox doesn't look like that. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, which obviously is kind of irrational, but that's how I felt. Kind of. But um, adorably. <laughs> what struck me though that I thought was really funny is as I was watching it, I was feeling like there's so much of this movie that's like a ripoff of Miyazaki's uh, Laputa Castle in the Sky. But then when I actually looked up to see if anyone else had made that observation, what everybody actually was saying was that it was a ripoff of this completely other anime movie <laughs> that I haven't seen, so I can't directly compare them. Yeah. But basically, that was apparently a big deal. Like, in you know people who care about this when it came out they they wrote all sorts of angry blog posts that wow. Disney was ripping off this anime and i'm like i didn't i haven't even ever heard of that one <laughs> so nobody was even talking about it being lifted from this other one wow but uh it you know it's it's got some good stuff in it but it also just like the first act just feels crazy rushed okay. and then of course it's one of those things where anytime you have something like that in an animated movie, you almost wonder, it's like, well, why is the reason, what's the reason for that? Is it just written that way? Or is it because halfway through the production period, they tried to turn it into a different movie? Mm. And as it turns out, that is actually exactly what <laughs> happened. So it was supposed to be much more of a adventure movie rather than a, uh, you know, uh, you know, get to the point sort of thing. So, but uh, I guess they, they said, no, they need to actually get to Atlantis faster. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's exactly the part that I felt like was just rushed. Mm. So, so I don't know. I, I don't regret having rewatched it, but uh, I would also not necessarily feel like I need to recommend it to others. <laughs> okay, let's jump over to television. Um how about Doctor Who? Um, I know Christiana hasn't <laughs> hasn't caught up to things yet, so what? Chooch. Wait, I'm you caught were, up. Why are you saying that? Oh, you are. Yeah. I thought you were like starting watching like season one like a while ago or something. I'm I'm well I'm sort of rewatching it with a friend, but I'm I've maybe that's what it was. Maybe I I mis mis misheard you at some point talking about it that that you. Hadn't kept up with the new series. Anyway, okay, so... How about you, uh, Matt? The last episode for Matt Smith. Uh, what does everybody think? Is Matt... Matt, are you a watcher of Doctor Who? Um, I am. I'm a, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. I am behind on it. I think the last... I think I saw the premiere of either this season or last season where uh, the Daleks need Matt Smith to help them uh, battle the planet of insane Daleks. Mm, I think that was the last uh, new one I saw. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first, I'm a little behind, but I do love Doctor Who. Uh, big Doctor Who fan. Christopher Eccleston is still my favorite, though. Mm. Very good. Well, we won't. Mm. 
I guess, get into specifics no, for, spoilers. for spoilers. But uh, <laughs> what did you think of it, Chooch? Start with you. Overall, I really, really liked it. Um, for a him heading out, you know, his his last hurrah. Uh, I I really enjoyed the story and all of that. I felt there was a little too tidy and a little too many nods for the ending. Um, you know, I like that. I don't know that it's really a spoilers. I mean, we know he's careful. And, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everybody knows this was the yeah his there last were episode. So too many. Yeah, that's yeah not I mean, a spoiler. That well, no, no. Well, I mean, just like what he sees and not really plot, sees but. And- I just thought there were too many goodbyes and too many little nods. I'll put it that way. Which is how I I, I felt the same way about the end of BSG or or like even Matt said earlier, where something ended 10 times and and that kind of thing. Return of the King. I think he said it about. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, overall, I mean, the the episode, the special itself was great. Um, I can't wait to see uh, how Peter Capaldi portrays the doctor. You know, we got a little, a little touch, like we always get a little touch. Mm. Um, I'm very excited to see his run and, and what he brings to the character. Yeah. Um, right. Still, I've been on the fence with Clara since pretty much the beginning. And yeah, hurting my feelings. Now? Yeah. Oh my yes. God. You know what? I think the Viv and I fi- finally figured out why we could talk about that later, but I, yeah. I like Clara. Okay. But I think part of the problem is that, more of her personality is just it's 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 tell not show you know what i mean yes. um in in the episodes now i don't yeah. i don't fault her performance mm-hmm. but i feel like in the actual episodes we have to get keep getting told how great she is yeah. as opposed to actually seeing her do great things. And they keep telling us how close they are and all this stuff. But like I was telling Chooch, we want to do a rewatch of just the Clara episodes because it's like, what, what, who, why do I care so much about her? I cared about Amy after Amy made me care about her. Cause I was trying to be pissed, <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, it just, there's this, I think, built into the story we love clara all of us love clara we're all very attached to her already and that's our story and that's how they've kind of proceeded and i'm because you just, have to love every companion and they have to be but awesome the, but, but i don't yeah. i don't she still doesn't i don't really have a sense of her as anything other than the impossible girl well, and you know I what i mean do like her and uh, like yeah, she's done some badass smooth. things you know she rides yeah. a motorcycle into the TARDIS. she's a badass like fully so, credited i agree i like that i really mm-hmm. like the actress overall i mm-hmm. like the character but i think you've really pinned it when you said she was forced on us we don't understand why their relationship got so close so fast. It was, it's just bad writing. It was just, it was they forced. Show, it was yeah. rushed. They weren't allowed to organically become close. Like the doctor did more with Amy and stuff. Man, Amy's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love her, but I, yeah, I think the, the main problem with, with her storyline is that, I mean, it was all about the mystery of who she is and why, she comes in contact with the doctor and, you know, right. being the impossible girl and that sort of thing. So it was more that than her being yeah. a companion and a, you know, uh, a friend and the relationship that they share. It was more, you know, he's keeping secrets from her because he doesn't know who she is. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, you know, I think it was a lot more of the right. But I, I just, I like 
the actress. Yes, uh, you do. Her portrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, no, story, she's beautiful. The story she was, she was given. I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> What's that? said portrayal. I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> Very, yeah. She but, is beautiful. Um, that goes hands down. She's probably the most beautiful companion that's ever been there. That's a whole other argument. She's a damn fine actress. I enjoy her very much. I just don't get the bond yet. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm sad I agree. that he's gone before we get that because I was looking forward to mm-hmm. maybe five or six episodes with her, get to know her before they switch doctors and yeah, see, like as as a so maybe we'll get to learn her now, huh, Christiana? We'll get to well, could be. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, it's just going to depend on the the script, but just the nature of them have her having to sort of establish a new relationship with the new doctor, maybe will allow them to reset this. Because mm-hmm. I think, like just like you guys were saying, what happened is they're trying to make her be as close to the doctor as a companion that's say been with them for two, three seasons, but she's really only kind of had half a season yeah. Yeah. and a couple of specials. And so uh, just to contrast, like I've just rewatched the Eccleston season, for mm-hmm. example. And even though at the end of that season, the doctor cares an awful lot about Rose, it's still more along the lines of, I told her that I would bring her with me and keep her safe and protect her. And I have to keep my promise. Mm-hmm. And it's less about we are deeply bonded soulmates. Mm-hmm. And so he cares a lot about her. He likes her and she likes him, but it's still more of a, it, it feels more authentic based on the amount of time they've actually spent together. And whereas with with Clara, the number of episodes that they have actually had together, it seems like they're trying to make their relationship be deeper than yeah. seems reasonable based on that amount of time. There was such a strong bond with Rory and with Amy, with the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's almost seems but like that they, built over time. Though. Yeah. It, it seems to me like there should have been one or two rebound companions, right? <laughs> he came out of this heavy relationship. <laughs> Cleanse the palate. He needed to, to travel around a little and try out some mm-hmm. others before well, and that's, we got yeah, forced that's, into another heavy relationship. Well, and that's what they did before. Around the universe had... and left places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We needed, what was the other, what was that companion's name? The, uh, Kate, what was her, what was the girl's the the one Dr. with Donna? Yeah, Donna. Yeah, of course she oh, was. Oh, Oh man, hers was like one of the more through. heartbreaking. Jesus, finishes. Okay. Yep. I, when we we watched that, I just I forgot how painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you watched that part yet? Have you seen Doctor Donna yet, Matt? You're caught up past that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I yeah. saw the end of her whole arc, and that was that was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. I felt that, you know, she gets the whole. Uh, Mind of the doctor mm-hmm. and that whole, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, but I forget the actress's name, but I like her. Oh, I, I don't remember. She either. was on The Office just recently. She was on The Office. Yeah, she was very good. She on had the her own show for a while too. But uh, back to I'll the, shout it out in about an hour. <laughs> the day of the doctor, um, I I thought it was more of a hot mess than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. I did oh. see Day of the Doctor. You just reminded me. I did watch Day of the Doctor. That would that, that was the uh, the sp- the sp- the special Christmas special. Well, okay, so well, the day of the doctor was the thing in November, and then I'm sorry, the Christmas special Christmas was special, the and then time of the doctor. Sorry, yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's what happens the when doctor. they name them all My the apologies. time of the doctor. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Day of the Doctor yes. was the special that had Tennant and Smith together, right? And John Hurt, yeah. 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 Yes. I, I like that an awful lot. Yes, I did like that one a lot. I'm sorry, Matt. Um, I didn't hear what Matt said. I just said yeah. John Hurt flat. I gave both of them an acting lesson, and I, I'll hold to that. <laughs> yep. Part. They even Absolutely. said that. They mm-hmm. made it. Yep. They, we watched a making of, and both Tennant and Smith were sitting side by side, and there he's like, "I'm over here throwing my hands around and making crazy faces," and he lifts an eyebrow, and you just know. Yeah. And then the other one finishes the sentence and says, "You know, he's just won an Oscar," and they start laughing, you know, because that's <laughs> all it takes from him. He's so fucking amazing. It was yeah, really cool. Catherine Tate. Uh, I thought the, you know, the Catherine the Tate. Who said that? Yeah, Catherine Tate. Yeah. Damn it. That is the name Go of the Chooch. actress. Yeah. Damn it, Chooch. But I thought, as far as like the Christmas story, uh, I thought that you know the other the other ones they've done the specials. I thought the stories were were much better. Um, and I thought that they gave Matt Smith just short shrift as far as his ending compared to. Uh, tenant who had the you know extended you know twenty minute thing where he's got going oh, from different right. places and person you know with his last last mm-hmm. little bit and um but I don't think any other doctors had that I well yeah I, I think I guess that... just as as the next one having it be so quick and yeah. you know, have that you know two or three minutes well, of of I think that the attention was spent where I most wanted it. But I also feel like they turned him into kind of a Barney Fife. Like with the Night of the Doctor and Day of the Doctor, they just exaggerated his silliness, his childness, and all of that stuff. And then they put it alongside Tenant's kind of darker, kind of more serious thing. You know? Did, did that make any sense? <laughs> did, like they I exaggerated his... David Tennant is darker and more serious. It's hilarious. You're right, but it's hilarious. But I mean, but in the last... He was the guy who looked ridiculous wearing Christopher Eccleston's clothes. Like, that's how not dark he's... Right. But I mean, it's between he and Smith, he's he's more brooding and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, they talk he about and, is, yeah. and some of the things about how Matt Smith is so childlike. And Chooch and I have talked about how, you know, that's why Amelia Pond was such a great first companion for him. Because they both came into it like children and mm-hmm. they stayed mm-hmm. like children. And it just felt to me kind of well like, mm-hmm. well observed. Mm-hmm. Thanks. The, um, <laughs> we obsess. <laughs> the biggest criticism I had with the Christmas special was just that uh, I have a really real pet peeve against time skips where, you know, they put produce a situation and then they say, and then 150 years go by. And we're like, yeah, what? I, and tied I don't it, tied into like that, that, yeah, the, the whole voiceover voiceover <laughs> thing was was you know yeah it just it, cringing. It it feels like a way, it, just kind of like we were talking about with Clara. It feels like a way of trying to, um, just tell us that these are weighty matters rather than right. actually convincing us by showing us something. Yeah. Um. Now, just the same way, like if we want to go back to like season, um. Three, the um, the ser- season with um, where there was the master at the end of that mm. season finale. But that one, that finale has that whole bit where, oh, the doctor's been turned into the little wrinkly golem looking guy. And then mm. Martha Jones spends a year, a year traveling, right, traveling the, the earth, earth to make everybody yeah. have faith in the doctor and clap and their hands you... so that the fairies will live and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, it's when I fell in love with Martha Jones. Me too. That just made me kind of mad to say. 
oh, and then there's just a year of yeah. something intense and moving and powerful that we just don't see, and yeah. then now we just get to reap the rewards. We were today, totally yeah. robbed. Yeah, so this one is not as, didn't make me as mad as that, yeah. but it did kind of do that same thing of just saying, yeah, and then two centuries go by, and yeah. so it's meaningful that finally – there was a situation where he would stick around instead of leaving like he always does, except that we didn't see any of that. We'd just say, right. oh, look, now he looks old, and we're told that all that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't and like the, that. The, but the, the need to uh, have all these plot points come together and the, the whole retconning to give him uh, you know, additional regenerations. Uh, you know, I, I liked how that They had to do it. Honestly. What's up? I liked how that worked. I thought the whole little trap of the reason that he had to stick around on that planet, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yes. Um, I did I did like that. I did not like the idea of this whole the whole idea of the crack in, you know, the wall of time the universe and, space. and you know, after all this time it's oh, it's the time lords and oh, let me whisper through this and you know, give the doctor more regenerations because of a, a plea from Clara. Um, well, but oops, spoilers, but, uh, but I mean, anyway. well, but, um, but go ahead. I mean, it, I any way they have handled it would have, would have had, you know, some issue because you are, you know, having to fix this, not fix this. Well, I mean, the time Lords didn't make the crack though. That's not what happened. No, no. They were going to use the crack, but they didn't make it. There was a little okay. bit of a weird yeah, paradox I there. Just a I apologize. Hmm? Um, I, I unfortunately will have to depart in a few minutes. I, uh, oh, I had about an hour, and that has gone very fast, sadly. I'm actually enjoying myself. Not immensely, but I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> well, we wouldn't want it to go to our heads. Do you want to do your shilling for us, please? Well, no. Yeah, let's, let's, talk, I, I can keep let's it. talk for a minute about, about what you've been doing. So Matt Wallace, uh, most of the people I'm sure that are watching are our friends, so they know who you are anyway. But uh, tell people about a little bit about yourself and uh, what you have done and what you're working on for this year, because I know you got some exciting stuff coming up. I do in uh, in the next few weeks. In fact, I I write things. Um, I uh, used to do podcast fiction a million years ago, and then I stopped doing that. And uh, last year, uh, my novel, The Failed Cities, finally found its way into print, hardcover. Uh, PG, you bought one. Thank you for that. Yeah, I've got it here somewhere. Where is it? And uh, yeah, yeah, show it up to the people. <clears throat> but yeah, that's basically what I do. I write things, and uh, I tweet angrily. Um, but, uh, well, to be fair, you do yeah, everything angrily. Yes. Yeah. In the next few weeks here, uh, I'm going to be launching a new YouTube channel. There it is. That is so gorgeous. How oh, beautiful! I can is see that. it. Wow. Oops. My nipples get hard just looking at that thing. <laughs> we shall own one someday. They're very expensive, but it's worth it. It's an absolutely amazing edition that uh, the House of Murky Depths did. MurkyDepths.com, great British specialty publisher, fantastic people. And I haven't, I don't have the book, but I certainly listened to the podcast when you had it out, and I loved it. Oh, yeah, the podcast was great. That uh, I was working with Rick and Ann Stringer back then, the Varying Frequencies crew, and they just, uh, yeah, the production of that was like nothing else I, I heard at the time. 
so yeah, that's the thing I'm probably most known for. That and uh, Dan Gibson, Far Reach Commander, which I did with uh, Dakota Ring Theater, probably the, the other thing. Um, but yeah, this year, um, next month, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be launching a new YouTube channel called Angry Writer. Uh, that will consist of weekly uh, vlogs from me about various topics and also various other cool features that I'm working on. And uh, <clears throat> in addition to that, I'm also launching a new uh, ebook series, a new five-part ebook series called Slingers. Uh, and that should come out the second week of February, the first installment. That's another uh, dystopian science fiction offering for me about a epic death sport in the future in space. And that's all I'm going to say right now. Cool. Um, so those are the two things that I'm really excited about. I've got more things coming out later in the year, but those are that's what I'm really focused on right now in terms of uh, content that can be consumed because this is the consumption cast. Yes, and we are constantly searching for more. So do you want So you gave your website and all that goodness too, where people did I know I didn't. It's uh, mad-wallace.com is where I keep my blog, and then I am Matt F N Wallace on uh, Twitter. Yes, the letters FN. Now, uh, uh, just a quick question. Are we going to get the same production values that you did with your videos you did, I don't know, it was a couple years ago, I guess, when you were doing... Oh, God, you actually remember that? That's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Old no, man I, Holyfield remembers you that. May, you, may not, you may not have uh, really thought this, but I am a fan of yours and have watched uh, most of what you've done, so... I appreciate that. No, that's actually, it's, uh, I'm glad you asked. The exa- I have the exact same editor, uh, my boy Helljack, who is also my web, uh, my web, my personal web designer and maintains my website, has been with me for years, and he will be working on Angry Writer with me, so it will be equally awesome on the uh, video side of things. Yes, you, it, that, that uh, show that you did or, you know, episodic uh, ranting that you did uh, <laughs> and also what uh, what Sigler has done when he was doing Monstrosity, that's that's what I've always wanted, you know, wanted to do. And so I just do this sitting around, no edits, uh, YouTube things. <laughs> Bullshitting about what, which which is what much, we're watching. Yes, which is much easier. Commit so, uh, to a position. Like, you just, you believe in yeah. the raw, the unedited, the only moment. You know, it's a stylistic choice. It's not that you're a lazy fuck with a ridiculous beard. <laughs> you, sound, you, you sound like you have thought about this uh, as far as, you know, the justifying your laziness and calling it something. I've had to do that on a I, number of occasions. <laughs> I'm quite adept at it. But this year I was like, no, I'm actually going to make more things. So I started making things again cool. in like the end of 2012 and I've been enjoying it. So I'm going to make more. Uh, also money. Money is another motivator. Money, I won't yeah, money. make money too. That's yeah. good. Yeah. We, good idea. Although the just... other thing I meant to say, thank you. I, I segued into my own shit. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, the thing I'd say is that the first part of Slingers, uh, when I drop it, is actually going to be free. It's going to be 100% free. Ooh. So you can try the series, see if you like it. And if you do, keep buying it Pony as they up. come out. So that starts the beginning of February? It will be starting the second week of February, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, hopefully. I'm very, when, it, when it's my own stuff, my other published stuff, scheduling is a very lax, fluid concept with me. You know, I don't, I don't like to be nailed down, as it were. Um, and then also other things, when it's me doing it myself, other things come up, and then I, you know, yeah. I have to do them because I have to eat, so. Yeah. But yeah, second week of February is what I'm shooting for. Right on. Now, the original reason I 
you know, got in contact with you a couple months ago is also because you were uh, talking about doing freelance work or trying to do more freelance work. Is that still something you want to are, are trying to do or is your plate? I'm always fun? open to it. Um, I, and I appreciate that. That was, uh, I was really just trying to drum up, you know, the holidays are an expensive time for all of us for various reasons. And I was really trying to just drum up some extra business for that. So you're too late is what I'm saying. PG. No <laughs> it's about not anymore. But no, I, uh, I'm a dude. I'm a working freelance writer. That's what I do for a living. That's all I do for a living. So if anytime someone needs something written and they're willing to pay for it, I'm always open to the idea. So Matt at Matt-Walls.com for all your freelance writing needs. Hit me up. Uh, you can probably afford me. A lot of people think that. I found out. A lot of people think they can't afford me. You can absolutely afford me. <laughs> Good to know. Well, thanks. We can thank we you, can Matt, for uh, joining us. Uh, if you have to drop off now, understand. I do sadly. I would like to come back though. I was enjoying the flow Yay. of the conversation, Yay. and I'd like to devote more time to it. So. <laughs> Absolutely, anytime. Awesome. Uh, I will be in touch. You're welcome anytime. All right. So, thank you very much for having thanks, me, bud. ladies and gentlemen. Bye, uh, Matt. We'll thanks. Cool. Later, Viv, Christiana, Chooch. Yeah. Chooch, your hair looks <laughs> silken and sexy. By the way, <laughs> thank you, brother. And it's true. You're just jealous of my beard, so don't even. Oh, everyone is jealous of your beard. <laughs> yeah. She's hot. All right, thank you, folks. <laughs> what was that, Bill? Your She's beard is hot. a she, apparently. Your beard is hot. A, I made a joke. I made a joke. Okay. It was a beautiful joke. It was a joke. Beard. All right, you guys. I got to take off. Thank you very much. Sorry, Later, man. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you. Uh, so if we had any questions on uh, YouTube, we'll have to save them for his next visit. <laughs> Sorry, PJ. Um, that's okay. Well, the Hangout you Toolbox the tracker didn't see You haven't me. seen the hair lately. Have you seen no. Yeah, oh my. look at that. Look at the hippie. I'm, I'm, Just I don't go be, mullet, uh, baby. No mullets allowed. No, nah, it's long all over. Ooh. Not not short in the front party in like the this. back, so you don't worry about that. <laughs> no, nah, I got product in the hair. It ain't moving. Sorry. So, you have to catch catch me before the product goes in. So, Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, I was disappointed the first time I watched it. I had problems, you know, like you, you know, the passage of time, the voiceovers, uh, just mm-hmm. yes, uh, the um, you know, the the sort of thing they've done several times with him where he's basically being a bully uh, where he's, you know, shouting at the aliens hovering over the planet, just like he did in that, the Pandorica uh, storyline where he's doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I watched it a second time and I was crying at the end. So <laughs> you know, that's, how, that's how things go. So, uh, well, you know. you know what that makes me think of is that recent study that's so counterintuitive but basically makes the claim that despite what they may think in advance, people who have been spoiled often actually enjoy the story more than people who have not been. Hmm. And I think to the extent that that's ever true, it's because when you're watching something unspoiled for the first time, sure, there might be surprises that would happen, and that's exciting. But you can also sometimes get caught up in... Your, your your brain is trying to figure out what's going to happen, and so you're not in the moment. Yeah, and you, you can miss stuff. some of the details and nuance of what's happening in the moment. 
Um, but if you already know what's going to happen, you're able to actually more fully appreciate what's actually on the screen at the moment. Mm. And uh, and so I think there's something to that, which isn't to say that I now go out and spoil myself for everything I right. want. But well, I, I can't disagree with you. I was spoiled on the Bruce Willis movie, um, Dead People. Six cents. Six cents. <laughs> I was spoiled on that before I saw it, and it. I still loved the movie, and I was also able to catch all the little hints and clues that people were talking about, and so I didn't mind it. But it still. I still wish that I'd had that, oh, my God, they just broke my brain moment like everybody else had, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after Doctor Who, what else did we have? We had uh, a new show that we've been uh, – a couple of new shows we've talked about in the past, but uh, uh, did anybody else see Intelligence? No. I didn't realize it started. Why didn't I see my Jack? Uh, I mean, my was, Sawyer. Uh, the first episode was <laughs> last Monday. The second episode was – Oh, it was Monday or Tuesday, but Damn it's it. a Monday or Tuesday show. I can't remember. Uh, and no. then the second one, I saw the I saw the premiere. I did not see. I've got it on the DVR. Um, one of the things I hate about the Verizon okay. DVR is you can't schedule something if it's more than two weeks out because yeah, not, it's not does not the program. program. Right, right, right. God damn it! We've tried to record. Um, <laughs> did you see it, Christiana? Um, I did not. Um, honestly, I although I like Josh Holloway, I couldn't help but watch the commercial and say, so it's Chuck only now supposed to be. Yeah. Serious. Right. And so it actually I, has a, a, um, uh, bionic woman vibe. Uh, if you saw that failed show with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, can't remember the girl, but, uh, the, you know, Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica was in it. What's she? Uh, the re- I don't remember that. Yeah, she, she was, was the, a, she was a bad, she guy. was the evil, the um, evil bionic woman. Which they they pretty much that's part of the plot. That's why it reminds me of that is that in the pilot, you know, they basically the the Chinese create one uh, or mm. someone similar, and then that's going to be one of the main storylines going forward. Is that you know they're battling or competing mm. or what have you? Counter intelligence. Um, action wise, I thought it was uh, it the stuff in there's done very well. Um, and jumping a little bit ahead. Uh, I'm pretty much done with Marvel, uh, Agents of Shield. All oh, really? Wow. Thank God. That is a bold statement. Wow. I was yeah, just going to say I'll, I'll I thought this right. week's episode was one of the better ones they've had so far. So. <laughs> and I did, and I'm saying that based on the one last week. I did not see the one from yesterday. It may have been good, but uh, uh, it's really more about just the action. Is just I, I it bothers me just whenever they do an action sequence. Um, unless it's Melinda May, even that, but just like when they get to the desert town and, you know, to, to find Colson and they just have, you know, the, 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 the action and that's, you know, just the dialogue and just how they, I just, I don't know why it just bothers me so much. But anyway, Fair enough. Uh, I mean, if you guys are not into it, like I'm, I wouldn't tell anybody to continue watching a show they're not enjoying, yeah. but I'm still enjoying it enough to well, keep watching. I'm still I think you I am glad to hear that, Christiana, because I am also bailing on the show, so I'm happy that there's going to still be somebody to talk about. Um, and PG, I have to break something to you. Uh-oh. I'm bailing on go. Sleepy Hollow, too. I'm out. Yeah. Really? I'm out. out. Oh, man. I'm out. How do you I feel, agree. Chief, the same way? Yeah, I'm bored. Oh, my. 
that's like my strongest. I know. I'm here. sorry. But, but you, can't okay. be mad. you can't get mad at us because Christiana's not mad at us. <laughs> no, I'm not. Never, never mad over people's I would opinion. I, I think I would like Sleepy Chris, That's Hollow. Christiana's job. Get mad at me about my opinion. <laughs> you ever get that's mad right. at any of you. Get on them about but, Shield, uh, Christiana. Nah. <laughs> so the thing that's not working for me with... Well, Chooch can explain what's not working for me. I want so much to like the show. I will probably it's Jenny's watch... eyebrows, isn't it? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? The sister. Abby, Abby's sister has the oh, yeah. most arch eyebrows of any woman I've ever seen. I in actually any show. like her. I've actually stayed with the show because of Abby's I sister. Like her. Oh, who, who else had that <laughs> eyebrow, eyebrow problem? Like You're thinking of Warehouse 13 eyebrow chick. Yeah. The one I, used to, <laughs> I couldn't watch That's Warehouse right. 13 because of <laughs> the chick that was like this all the time. She tried to look surprised, but her eyebrow was already up, so you couldn't tell. She had to crank the... It just drove every scene she was in. All I saw was eyebrows. I've still never made it through Warehouse 13. But Sleepy Hollow. But Sleepy Hollow. No, no. I like I, I like all the characters. I, I just I'm I'm they even finally addressed his attire this episode and it's just like is this going to be a whole thing now where we have to every week we're going to be watching for the for the obscure reference of the week, you know, and this week it was wardrobe the week before it was bottled water and having to pay for it. And, you know, it's like, and it's just, it's feels kind of three's company to me, but then they have this really interesting story and then they turn back into three's company again. And it just, I love what's his name. Orlando Jones. Is that the guy that's yeah, playing yes. the lead detective? Orlando, I love yes, him. Yes. I have never Jeez. loved him in a role more than this. I just, am, I'm, I wish that they wouldn't talk. I feel like they're talking down to us with the show. They have it's, to keep reminding us and they have to break it down for us real simply. And it just, I think it could be better if they gave credit to their audience just a little bit more. Yeah. And those things don't bother me. Cause I remember yeah. commenting that, uh, you know, they do those and, and I would think that they would be cliche and I hate it, but he pulls it off and makes it charming. So that stuff still doesn't bother me. I'm not exactly sure what's bothering me. It's just that when the new episode started, we hit play and we're seeing the previously on and I'm like, did we, <laughs> we missed an episode? I don't know what the fuck's going on. And we go back to on demand, like, no, watched it, watched it, watched it. We realized the last couple episodes, we've just been spacing out and doing other things because we were bored. And this now, this is even after I made my new laptop rule where I'm not allowed to have the laptop out when I'm watching these shows that I'm struggling to watch because I've been struggling with Sleepy Hollow. I like the story. I like, I, I, I forgive the whole Ichabod Crane thing. I don't know why they started there. I don't know why they put that kind of a weight on it, but, or not weight, but I don't know. I just, I don't think it needed to be connected to that. I think it would have been far more interesting if they had stayed away from that. It's very National Treasure, which is fine. I love National Treasure. It's just something about the combination isn't working for me, and it's irritating me, like to the point where I'm just like, shut the fuck up and show me the end already, yeah, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what it is, and I'm, and it sucks because I want to like it. Yeah, I don't know what happened in the last couple episodes, but it's just I'm bored now all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll, I, I say I'm done with it. I said that before. I always forget to take it out of the DVR so that the next episode comes, and I'm like, might as well watch it. It's just yeah. I, I don't see how much longer they can 
I don't know. Well, there's three other horsemen, so I mean, oh, they've, fuck God, I'm, I'm bored. I'm so bored with that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that they hadn't like nailed down the whole concept of the entire run of this show, as it seems like. I think some shows underplan Lost, the and thing, I think some shows overplanned, and I think they may have overplanned. Maybe it's that they've solved too many mysteries too fast, and hmm. now it's just the the archaic item of the week. Yeah, that might be it. No, oh, that might be it. I don't know. I I just I want to like it. I wish they would do better with it. It's okay. Do you watch I, it, Christiana? Are you still watching it? Did you? No, really I never. I didn't watch that one at all. So I haven't seen any of it. Oh, I have, yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'll pull Justin McCumber on there on on the show sometime because he uh, does this. Oh, I would TV love to do talk it. thing. Please about have him it. on. Um, We will. We will. I've been, uh, <laughs> pulled him in for the video game show, so we'll have him yeah. up for this at some point. Um, for me, I mean, I, I just think the characters, the relationships between the characters is so much better than on most of these shows yeah. that we've talked about. I mean, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being one that I did, you know, some of the relationships and how they handle that and the dialogue and what have you, mm-hmm. it's, it just continues to bother me or to like that I wouldn't go watch anymore. Um, I thought they've done a good job of um, where you and I differ with the idea of the overall mythology and then still coming in with some of the creature of the week things. And I think part of it with, um, you know, dealing with a breaks in schedules because you didn't have a new episode in a month and just the idea of, is the show going to be picked up? You know, you look at a show like uh, Supernatural or something where you have, uh, you know, storylines and still have the monster of the week sometimes. And I, I think they're, you know, knowing once they found out that they're being, you know, picked up for a second season, I think they, they uh, you know, hopefully for next year they'll be uh, uh, even stronger with how they balance those things. Um but and one of the things and I think I may have mentioned it at one point, just the idea of these two characters that there's no real, at least on the surface, uh, chance that they're going to go to some you know love story, you know threat of oh, romance between these characters. I love I that. I just love that these two characters are you know partners and and you know you know in this fight against evil. I just I I really uh, uh, like it so. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's probably it's, my favorite show of the, of the of this season, and everybody else is is either not watching or quit. So, oh well. But, uh, well, um, I mean that you're talking about all the things that I like about the show. I like the main characters to a one. I think they're all fantastic. I love the fact that there's not a Ross and Rachel potential there because that always pisses me off. But I mean, it just I I guess I my expectations are too high. Maybe maybe that's just it. Maybe I just want to. Want it because it has the history of Sleepy Hollow Ichabod Crane that I expect it to be more kabam, and and we haven't even talked about Agents of Shield yet, so I think we should let Christiana give a chance to talk about what she. Oh, I don't know. Show. I mean, I I feel like if I'm the only one who's still interested, then no, I don't in really it. have to discuss it. I'm still. Well, we still. In it. Well, yeah, okay. but, and we've got listeners that are interested too. Like so, like I feel like this most recent episode. Um, after the revelations about what's going, you know, what's going on with Coulson in the previous episode, 
um, it's clear that his perspective on all this stuff has changed now. In this new episode, we have some serious indications that, like, you know, this idea that they changed his memory, even if it was done trying to, um, you know, trying to spare him pain or something. Um, he is so unsettled by that that he is now uncomfortable with the whole idea of keeping secrets about anything. Mm -hmm. And that's clearly going to get him into trouble at some yeah. point. And so that inspires him to go ahead and tell Sky everything that he knows about what her deal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is not, they don't have all the answers there yet, but yeah. substantially more than we've been given on the show so far. Yeah. They've answered yeah. from the pilot. I think they've answered every mystery. They've introduced new mysteries mm -hmm, or they've mm -hmm. extended some things that, that revealed some things that, you know, made more mysteries, but yeah. And so everything so far, I like this idea and it's something that I feel like I've been seeing hints of all through the season so far, but this idea that although there are certainly good guys working in shield and doing good things, you can't necessarily definitively say that shield is always the good guy, always doing the right thing. Yeah. And I feel like they are doing a slow burn, but I feel like they're working up towards the idea of having some internal conflict there um, in some substantial way. And in particular, this most recent episode you know, Coulson is really, he's, he's messed up by this new knowledge. This is, you know, he is not doing okay. Um, and okay. I think they're, and I, I think do, that's I interesting. I do have a question. Mm -hmm. I do have a question that maybe you can answer Christiana as a sure. comic book fan and knowing most of <laughs> what exactly based on what they showed in that episode, I don't know if they did any more explanation. How exactly was he saved? Well, they have, back? They haven't gone into the um, extreme details. You know, they, they showed the little robot brain surgeon thing. Right. Um, and it's implied that there's some sort of a... The, I think they may, in the future, delve more into the specific technical aspects of that. Beyond Meaning, like, is, the, is there some alien technology involved or is it just... A, just advanced and secret or whatever, but yeah, um, that, you know, certainly making it, was... it clear that it's not like they rushed him to the operating room and managed to resuscitate him. The guy, the doctor said he was dead for days. Yeah. Yeah. And that there was committee meetings, nine, 10 multiple operations and what have you. And yeah, it's like they know. brought this guy in on the seventh, you know, the seventh ah. operation, you know, it's like, <laughs> <clears throat> And so we may get more information there. I don't think they've, uh, there's, at least that I was able to detect, there's not any direct reference to, oh, that's this thing from the comics. And they may plan to cover more of that, but I think as of right now, as far as Coulson's concerned, um, he's not worried about that aspect of it as much as just the aspect that it's one thing for them to have done this process without asking if he was okay with it, mm -hmm. especially given that he apparently expressly said that he was not okay with it 
during the process mm-hmm. and then right. changed his memory of it and tried to keep it secret. And it's one thing for them to say, well, we did it so you wouldn't have to have this traumatic memory, but it just raises all these questions of what's really going on, you know, like yeah. for them to not give him the choice in that. Um, and what can he believe? That's, and I think that's one of the things that annoys me is it yeah, just makes like, everything that he knows now in question. Yeah, and it's like, okay, they're they're being honest with him now, but only because he found out on his own anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so that sort of thing, and this, so this idea that, that this has changed his opinion on how S.H.I.E.L.D. operates. Yeah. And that's pretty a fundamental change, and I, but I feel like it's been building and supported well over the series yeah. so far, although certainly a slow burn. Yeah, and um, but they, they definitely have to go into the technology or whatever it is the bottom back because I, I think they will. they've intimated that the bad guys want it. <laughs> they want the technology. Yeah, well, so they have so to go into it. Definitely set up all of these larger threats, yeah. like you know, centipede and this this other Clairvoyance. industrialist guy who lives on this little private island that is outside of everybody's jurisdiction, and who is the clairvoyant, and all of this mm-hmm. stuff that they're still laying the groundwork for that we haven't gotten payoff for. And I feel like there was a while where I was really getting kind of impatient that I feel like we were not getting enough answers quickly. And it's one thing to say you get an answer and that just raises more questions and that's fine. But I I felt like the balance was off. I feel like now it's starting to feel a little bit more in line with what I want, which is we're getting the answers to some things and having other things unfold Mm -hmm. as opposed to just things are staying stagnant you know we're not learning anything new and it's just another you know yeah threat of the week but um i also just liked the the threat this week which is um they go to uh one of the shield academies for science and technology yeah um and so that was kind of cool it's kind of like you know super genius slash mad science school and uh and just this implication of them knowing that they're playing with fire when they do that, when they teach these these gifted kids all of this, you know, super advanced this, uh, technology and give them access to all of these resources because it's, you know, the the power of splitting an atom can power a city or it can make an atomic bomb. Yeah. And so they're hoping to try to lead it to more on one side than the other. But then just the idea that we have a story that, you know, in a in a non-supernatural or non-comic book setting show might have been like, oh, these two kids are leading up to a school shooting or something like that. But no, what they're building is a weather machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also just the idea that, you know, one of the kids is clearly more into it than the other. But then the all how that all plays out and sort of resulting in essentially a new supervillain. Mm-hmm. But a supervillain who has motivations and emotions that are understandable and to an extent sympathetic, but it's 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 it creates kind of this interesting dynamic of well, can Shield really just let him run around free? Well, maybe not. That seems like potentially problematic, and yet we can also see how what they're doing is just going to make him even matter and more likely to actually be dangerous. Yeah if he ever got out. And so 
And, you know, that just plays into, you know, themes of like, well, what do you do with someone who's caught committing, you know, who's like, he's, he went to some terrorist group meetings, but he hasn't actually done anything yet. So you put him in prison indefinitely. Right. Well, if you ever let him go, now he'll be <laughs> right. <laughs> a full-fledged terrorist. Um, would he have been otherwise? Well, it's hard to know. And so playing into some of those themes, but in the supervillain context, I really kind of, I dug that. And I also thought that this kid in particular um, was a compelling character. And so this particular episode I thought was one of the strongest ones they've had so far. Okay. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give it a chance. <laughs> give it a chance. Like it. You know, if, if people are not, no, yeah. it, though, you know, it's like, I certainly not. understand what the complaints are about the yeah. show. And I, you know, I, so I don't nope. dispute those. Yeah. When I say I'm done, I, I, I more mean, I'm definitely not going to worry about watching it before our episodes mm-hmm. um, sure. to be able to talk about it. But I, I'm sure I will end up watching just Move to down a level. be able to be in, in the conversation of nothing else. Um, other shows, um, Almost it's Human. People still couple on episodes. board. Yeah. I'm what? still on board. Uh, mm-hmm. I am. Definitely still like it. With about you, what, Almost Human? Yeah. Now, the the episode this yes. week, my understanding is that that was actually the second episode filmed. Hmm. Um, but they are airing them out of order because they're jerks. And Fox <laughs> likes to do that. Yeah. So this but, um, almost human has a corollary to the Clara Doctor Who problem, and that's where Viv and I realized when we were discussing it is that they're the partnership. They became too close, too fast, and that feels like their relationship mm-hmm. has been forced on us, and we don't know if that's because they've been shown out of order or why. It doesn't really matter. It's just the way mm-hmm. we feel. Yes. <laughs> If this is the second, yes, yeah, I, I know it sucks, but this is the order we're seeing it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this, if yeah. that was the second episode, that makes a little more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of answers part of that, at least part of it. Yeah, because yeah, it in it this, starts yeah. with him still being sort of, you know, he he well, implies he him, that he's still hostile, but he's also still right. acting out in response. Yeah. And, you know, blam blam. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean this the whole the whole tone of the episode, you know, him him in anger management, which would make much more sense as a second episode. Um, the converse, you know, and this is not a spoiler because it was in the previews. You know, he shoots one of the MXs and then has the conversation with Dorian. You know, basically saying, you know, Dorian saying, "You like me," and mm-hmm. you know, as a second episode, that makes sense. Yeah. But they've already established. Yeah. In that he the likes them. Regular mm-hmm. order that they like each other, even though he still has yeah, you know yeah. problems accepting him as you know human, not human like. Uh, you mm-hmm. know that he's still a machine, but still, uh, you know, yes, yeah, still my partner, and still have that caring and what have you. You know, I think yeah. that's one of the things that bothers me going back to Shield <laughs> is that Coulson is out running around. He now knows all this stuff about him, and he's not in any sort of holding period like let's evaluate him and see psychologically if we should have him running around the country in this you know basically giant flying warship or flying you know i mean it's like that's one of the things that just makes it incongruent to me i guess but i like that they have addressed it in almost human and in every other cop show that i've ever seen yeah we had talked the last few episodes that he's been 
coming more and more unhinged and it's weird that they haven't reeled him back in yet, but. <laughs> well, I, I think part of it, it just, at least what I take away from that is that everyone is trying to tell him you're fine. You're normal. It's all good. And he's the only one that is saying, but I feel different. Yeah. Because like, even in this episode, he is still expressing that, that, that feeling. And even may is telling him, listen, I understand why you're feeling this way, but I knew you before and I'm telling you, you're the same person. Right. So even if you feel like you can't trust yourself, will you trust me? Which I called. And I, and I thought that was cool, but I agree at the same time, it's still this. It could be a planted yeah. memory knowing her. That's yeah. where I went with it. She's a secret well, agent. She I could don't, be lying. I know, that's true. But, <laughs> well, 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 we but knew Coulson like before too, be though, right? We knew him from the movies. He doesn't seem like a fundamentally different person yeah. now. No, 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 no. I'm yeah, just saying so, that by opening, by making that little, we've changed your memory and yeah, that's well, how we've I agree, answered though. all this, yeah. they've opened up like a whole other thing where I don't trust mm-hmm. nearly anything that's happened to Coulson between the end yeah. of no, the I last No, I agree. I agree there. And so I'm not saying that, like, <clears throat> even though he says he trusts her, yeah. I don't, like, this is one of those existential things yeah. that you can't, it's not going to be easy for him to mm-hmm. ever shake um and so but i think part of the reason they haven't rolled him back in yet is first of all he other than telling sky what he found out which is really a secret even to his shield superiors that they're even looking into any of that yeah but um so other than that he hasn't really done anything different yet and so i think they're at this point you know like we got the scene where they're saying okay director fury has has admitted that yes this right. is true about you but it sounds like the shield leadership take on this situation is still trying to tell him you're fine now it's all good don't worry about it yeah and so he is unable to let it go but i don't think that has become clear to everybody else yet that makes sense they're hoping that like okay now that you know you can let it go yeah then uh, almost human, I realized that Detective Stahl, it's a female detective that he seems like Ooh, got Kelly. Have a little bit of a relationship <laughs> thing going. I realized yeah. that she's been really kind of bugging me and I can't put my finger on it. Um, really? She's always mm-hmm. kind of posing. She always has her head kind of tilted at an angle. She always has this kind of partial <laughs> smirk, which has led me to a prediction obviously not a spoiler because we don't know what's going to happen. My prediction is that we're going to find out that she's an Android and she doesn't know she's an Android. And to me, that would explain Mm. the weird mannerisms, but little blade runner thing going on. I like the character. I like the actress. I like, you know, all that, but there's just, whenever she's on screen, there's just something that bugs me better. And I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm hoping that's Mm. what, what it is. I, I kind of, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I kind of just wrote it off to their, they, at least in the episodes we've seen so far, they haven't given anything for her character to do yeah. except be the cute detective that she's she pretty has a crush and on smart. Yeah. yeah. She's you know, pretty. so like I, I, I have confidence that they will continue to develop her character more as the show progresses, but certainly they haven't gotten there yet. And the yeah. fact that, we're seeing things out of sequence. It just, it bugs me because, yeah. you know, 
it, it just destroys any ability of trying to have a developing chemistry instead of just, you know, it's like when we say it feels forced on us. Yeah. Well, it's because they're skipping steps. Yeah. 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 Natural, normal steps in an evolving relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. As a, yeah. as a peer detective. doesn't make much oh. sense. I'll just say, as a peer detective, I would like to see her in the field more and doing more. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Yeah. Two things now that sort of are weird. One, one, well, they talked about her, like they made some snide comment when she was talking about chasing the money. And the one guy was like, you should know about that. Cause she, I couldn't tell if it was like, they were saying that her family was rich or something. Hmm. When uh, they were talking about, you know, I didn't trying catch to that. follow the money, mm. uh, there was a, it was a throwaway line, and I was like, well, maybe it's because the second episode, and they were, you know, doing something. Yeah, it was a little clumsy. Yeah, and the, but like at the end of the episode, and not a spoiler, but just trying to get timeline, like he writes, I'm assuming he writes his phone number to her. Maybe he wrote something else when he, you know, had made the big deal at the end about the pen and the paper and mm. he gives oh, her yeah. something and she looks at it. But if it was the second episode, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they're still sort of he's yeah. just inching into even admitting to himself that he likes this woman. And if this is the second episode and he's already, you know, made a made some sort of advance, you know, to friendship, it doesn't really I remember fit, that maybe, and I I, there was a definitely a dangling thread that they left because I remember going, hmm, but I didn't really think about it beyond that. I guess we'll have to go back and watch the other episodes to see what would have happened next in the chain of events. Do we know, yeah, Christiana? Where did you find that that uh, this was the, actually the second episode? Um, I was just, I think it was IGN.com's review of the episode just said at the beginning that it was the second filmed. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there's a website I'm actually trying to go to it right now that. I think you had given me Christiana that had like the actual order, the serial bowl website, whatever that is. Oh, um, so I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar to me. So I don't, yeah, they're complete. Yeah. I'm actually looking at a website now that has, uh, you know, so the pilot was the first episode, obviously the second one shown was the fifth one filmed. The third one shown was the sixth one filmed. The fourth one mm -hmm. shown was the seventh. The fifth one shown was the eighth. The yeah. sixth one, which was the heart one, was the actual third episode. Jesus. Simon Says, which was last week, uh, was the tenth episode filmed. Well, and, and the one shown yesterday. One shown second. yesterday was the second one filmed. Mm -hmm. So they still haven't shown the fourth one that was filmed or the ninth one. <laughs> The wow. other thing that this messes yes. all up is the stuff where the, the you know that weird guy that the in prison that the chief keeps going to talk to to interrogate. That, that it's that messing is, that storyline all up. That too. I I couldn't figure <laughs> out. I couldn't remember who that guy was. That no. that did every time me. it was, was like, like a new guy. Yeah, I was like, wait, no, this is somebody that's shown before. But no, wait, who is this? Yeah. So that, that, yeah, yeah, no, that. I feel like you just, you know, to, for some of this stuff, there's just going to be no option other than to say eventually the season one DVDs will come out and you'll just yes. watch it in order. Watch them in order. Watch them in back. chronological order. Yeah. <laughs> and so. we'll say, oh, okay, that's that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, that I think that's. Uh, I think that the, the order that they've shown him in hasn't 
hurt the show as much as say Firefly, where they did what they did with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, could have been because worse. They they didn't they under under appreciated the pilot when it was you know filmed, so they mm-hmm. had to you know show different things and all that different order. Well, this show, up, but. yeah, this show compared to um, Firefly is able to just rel- lean on the the buddy cop show formula yeah. much more than something yeah. like Firefly could. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's good, and uh, I'll keep watching it. And you know, there's a lot less wrong with it than a lot of the other shows. And I yeah. wish I'm I'm gonna I don't know I feel like I want to keep trying with Sleepy Hollow because I like the fact that it's a strong female young detective that's blazing trails and all this stuff. And instead of just being like the chick on almost human who right now is just a set dressing, a beautiful, Mm, great actress, interesting character, want more, but right now she's just set dressing. So I want to like it. I want to support it, but it's like, I I just need something to happen. Yep. Uh, one thing I didn't say about Intelligence, the Josh Holloway show, uh, just said I like the action, but um, <laughs> one thing, and I won't spoil it, but um, there's uh, the storyline of the first episode is that the the doctor that uh, helped create uh, Josh Holloway's character, you know, making him the supercomputer human, whatever, um, he's kidnapped and. About halfway through the episode, they figure out it, it, that part of it has to be an inside job, and it's one of the first times where they do something like this, and they have a reveal of who, you know, who's who's involved. And I had no idea, and I thought that they did a really good job of of setup and and you know that sort of thing for a you know hour pilot. Um, and then uh, the character. Uh, Come on, you can tell us. Two characters Willis, that right? you know, will probably have a love love interest. Uh, should they 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 have good chemistry so far? Wait, so we'll see Bruce Willis is his love interest. I don't know where Bruce Willis came up came with. Came I was joking. You, <laughs> you were saying it was a good twist, and they did it really well. And I said, "Come ah, on, you yes, can tell was, us." Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis was Bruce Willis all along, right? Yeah. All yes. right. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. I, I mean, I did enjoy it, and I hope you guys will watch at least the pilot to see if it's something that uh, we can follow. Um, oh, we'll watch it. There oh, yeah. is another show that started that I know that Christiana was at least planning on watching, and uh, I did, which was uh, Helix. Did anybody watch Helix? Hmm. Um, nope. The first two episodes were on, and then the third episode yes. you could watch on on demand if you chose. Yes. Um, I watched the first two. I have not yet watched the third. Yeah, it's I okay. Did the same. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching. I'm not sure where it's going because, to some extent, the setup feels limited in, in a way that some don't. Just the nature of right. I, you know, it, it feels a little bit like how are they gonna stretch this out to an actual series? Because right. it feels more like a mini series story. But then again, this research right. station is big enough that I'm a little worried it's just going to turn into scary Eureka. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Um, I I must have been in a bad mood when I watched this because I, I just – the things that I like – I mean, there was a lot to like about it. And But reading beforehand, everybody, you know, all the reviews and previews or whatever coverage for it, 
everybody was like, oh, this is the best thing since, you know, Battlestar as far as a sci-fi created show um, has a lot of potential, blah, blah, blah. And I was just looking at, after watching, I was just like, how could anybody say that? And then I was like, well, I guess based on like the, you know, the movies and stuff that they produce, maybe this is, you know, the best thing since like sliced Sharknado. bread. But, uh, I think the main problem I have is that, yeah, Sharknado 2, uh, the return of Sharknado. <laughs> but the idea that the CDC would, the whole premise of this is that they, that this, you know, the army comes to get the CDC to come to this place. And the idea that this has happened and all of a sudden you're in this um, situation where you're, you know, only have three people. And so you're just in these horror tropes of, I will go here alone and this will happen to me because it's a scary show. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, as far as like how something like this would happen and, and the, steps they would take to actually prevent an outbreak mm. or what have mm. you. That it just couldn't well, yeah, everything and just goes straight for, okay, this is a crazy story. Let's just go have fun with it, which is fine, but it's just like, ah, you know. <laughs> well, and as someone who actually works in the biotech industry, like for every one little spot where I said, Oh, look, they got that detail, right? There's plenty of others where I go, mm. what? <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't right. believe it. Kind of like that that bit where they're all in the isolation suits and then they say, oh, wait, we did this one test with rats and it's not airborne, therefore let's all take our masks off. Oh, that's my all God. My, yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah, there's, you know, and I won't say what the reveal is, but they reveal. Well, because now we're watching they, it. Okay, well, they have a reveal that, the, that a certain character isn't what you think, which could mean anything, but... Okay. Um, the idea that they did it like 40 minutes into the premiere, I, I was just like, well, this is something they could have saved well, you know, way down the line. Well, it also kind of makes on, no sense in hindsight, too. Just because yeah, based on some of that the actions. reveal, the way they, what, what they do before that makes no sense if that wasn't their real motivation. And so once you hear what's like, oh, there's actually this going I know on. exactly but then you say, what you're talking about. But then about. why did you do all of those other things? Because that makes no sense now. <laughs> Exactly. But whatever, you know, it's yes. like uh, you will, you will, you will think about what Christiana just said, and when you guys watch it, and you will, uh, yeah. you will understand because it's like, why would you do this and this and this in the previous twenty minutes when you're this mm-hmm. person? So, hmm. um, and the, the I can't tell if you guys like it or not. I I don't think they can either. It's got potential. <laughs> it's got potential. It's not. And it's great only two, yet, three, but episodes. it's interesting. It's it's got a lot of interesting elements. Production values are good. It's got some good performances in it. It has potential, but it's not there yet. Okay, that's that's how I feel and, about it. And this is inside base, you know, inside baseball for us in the podcasting arena and our friends. But yeah, you know, if you remember, like four or five years ago, Scott Sigler went to Sci-Fi and it was they were pitching Ancestor oh, yeah. as a show. Mm-hmm. I part of me as I'm watching this, I'm like they t- they had this meeting with Scott and then they mm. took some of the elements from ancestor and pulled it into this wow. story, you know, and of course yeah. that's not the case. I'm not no. even yeah. saying that, but, I, I say but the, the same, things same that thing I liked about it, <laughs> you know, the things that I liked about it, that was the things I was like, well, that sort of reminds me of ancestor. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Some of that thing. And then they would do these things that, you know, we'll talk about more when you guys have seen it that I'm like, that would never have been, mm. you know, 
a Scott Sigler story, not like yeah. that. I mean, he. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but one thing as I Christiana did like. Said, one thing I, I really like. Go ahead, Chris. Go. A middle-aged, slightly heavily built female character who is funny and awesome. Really. Yes. And that and that was. Um, and that I was one of the specific it. things. I really liked her as well, and no, she reminded kind of, me. She's she reminded me and of, kind of badass uh, too. She actually Chinese has a doctor character uh, in. Well, I can see that wait, superficially. Wait, 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 wait. But whoa, 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 whoa! The Chinese wait. doctor character kind of turns out to be <sighs> kind of useless. No, wait, <laughs> like no, he was comparing she, it to ancestor. So confused. In the ancestor, yeah. Oh, so okay. in this gotcha. show, though, the character. Um, She's actually pretty awesome because she actually has a one-on-one physical confrontation with one of the black slime zombies or whatever the hell they are, and um, but simultaneously manages to gain the advantage physically, but then also has the second thought of remembering this is actually a person infected mm-hmm. with something, and we want to actually try to help them even if they're acting scary. Right. Yes. And, and so and there's some comment, cool stuff with that character. I really thought that was awesome. PG. Yes. And my my comment we were talking over each other was that uh, she reminded me of a character from Ancestor that mm. sort of had some of those characteristics. Um, but yeah, I really like this uh, that character, uh, Doreen. I think her name is. But uh, yeah, I actually yes. didn't remember. But yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, Viv, you were saying, did do I, did I like it? I did enjoy it. I just I'm hoping that the the um, suspension of disbelief that is required to completely enjoy it isn't going to bother me going forward. Um, but I am looking forward to it. And from the like uh, Christiana had said earlier, it, some of the stories it, it might feel a little a little limited. Uh, based on what we saw in the pilot, like where can they go? Just, you know, they of course do the uh, previews from future episodes at the end where they show all this stuff and, you know, they show a bunch of different plot lines and things. And seven of nine is apparently in the, in the show at some point. So uh, we'll see how that goes, but uh, I forgot there's a new show coming Um, up soon. Is anybody planning on watching that one? um, What's that new show? We just saw the ad for it and it had Trisha Helfer in it. Killer women. Killer women. Yeah. I can't, I'm not quite sure I understand what that show is about yet. She's a U.S. Marshal. Totally going to watch it just because, you know. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I I, I like Trisha Helfer, but I don't have any interest in that show. There's already been like two episodes. Oh, oh. Oh, well. Guess I won't watch it then. The only other TV I have going on is that I'm just I decided to uh, rewatch Veronica Mars in in preparation for the uh, movie. I've been thinking about I, doing I that. I never watched that show. Me either. Oh, it's I've great. Never seen it. Season yeah. one in particular is a great long form serialized mystery story. I love 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 Kristen Bell. Like in everything yeah. I've seen her in, I love her. Mm-hmm. I just oh, she's great, and and especially season one. I actually don't remember seasons two and three as well. I'm going to rewatch them, but I, I remembered season one in particular. It starts with a multi-layered mystery, lots of interesting characters, and then over the course of the season, in between doing a lot of other mini smaller mysteries, doles out the new clues in terms of trying to figure out what really happened with this bigger mystery at an excellent pace. 
cool. has various characters seem like, well, maybe they did it. Oh, well, no, maybe not. But maybe it was this guy. And then, oh, maybe not. It was maybe over here. And, and just uh, lots of red herrings and uh, uh, dead ends and um, – just the mystery story element of it is really great. Mm -hmm. And then in the meantime, it's also funny and exciting and has all these other little mini stories. And, and it, it's weird just watching it the time period because it is recent enough that people have cell phones, but they're all like the old flip phones. <laughs> and, and you occasionally have someone like taking a picture with their phone and not everybody knowing what they're doing. <laughs> Like what are you? It's like nice. what are you doing? And I'm taking a picture with my phone. Don't you? Don't you see? That's crazy. And yeah, and so, uh, um, so it's That's it's crazy kind of talk. at that time period where <laughs> it was only just kind of starting to happen that people had cell phones. But I was actually glad that it was just on that side of the line because there are some shows, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a good example of this, where when you rewatch it now, it's okay. I find myself keep. I keep thinking over and over again, gosh, this whole conflict of this episode would have been avoided if they had cell phones. Right. <laughs> you know, Texting, like we're spending two thirds of the episode of saying, oh no, we have to go warn Xander about X, but how can we find him? He's not at yeah. home. Mm -hmm. You gotta kind of feel sorry for writers <laughs> now that are writing for the generations now because, I mean, you could spend a whole episode where you were trying to get a hold of someone, and now yeah. it's it's you, there's no well, way that I, somebody they do it now and then they have a terrorist take different. out the grid, or they do. You know, if someone loses the, their cell signal, or the battery is dead, and you know, there's all sorts of ways they can still do it. <laughs> but yeah, so Veronica Mars. I, so, so I've in my rewatch, I just finished rewatching season one, and it's great. Anybody should check it out. Yeah, I, it was just within, Where the last, within the last week or two, <laughs> I was putting it on a list of like things to rewatch. And that's mm -hmm. a show that I, I did miss on the air. I think I, I know I watched one or two episodes, uh, but for whatever reason, I had missed it. And I've always wanted to, to catch up and watch it. So it's definitely Oh, you definitely should. It, it holds up very, very well. At least season one does. I don't, like I said, I don't remember seasons two and three as well. I mean, I'm not saying I remember right. the more like I'm not saying they weren't as good. I remember they weren't as good. I'm saying I don't remember them as well. Right so. on. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we do have one more show. Uh, talk, speaking of shows that you two must must watch at some point that that uh, you two and I love, that would be Justified. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Can I watch D Deadwood again, uh, and we'll talk about that? Uh, there you go. Uh, I. I was amazed. Uh, season four was a little bit of a disappointment as far as you know plot and stuff, but I just thought this this the the first episode was just incredible. I haven't watched the second one. It was last yeah, night. Yeah, I, I haven't watched uh, last night's or the this week's yet either. <clears throat> but you know, I love that you know they're getting a little more back into the Elmore Leonard fiction. The parts of this seem to be pulled from uh, one of one of the books. Um, you know, you got Michael Rapaport, you know, doing one of the best worst accents ever. What accent? He's, <laughs> Tell he's, me. Well, he's this actor and he's got this New York, Chicago, really, yeah. you know, this, this type of accent, but he's doing this Florida, well, uh, it's hillbilly sort of thing. Really? But it's, hillbilly it's, accent. Basically though, his character is supposed to be a character who 
spent some time in Appalachia, but now lives in Panhandle, Florida. Hmm. And and he's kind of a criminal and uneducated, but smart. Mm-hmm. And it's it is it is unusual. You watch it, it's it, but it's kind of hypnotic. Like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. At least when I watched it, it doesn't read as bad. It reads as weird. Yeah, I mean, I read a couple of things talking about it, and they were talking about it being a bad accent, or like he's he's just not able to do what he needs to do. But I think it's like completely word for word planned. That the sound that he is making is what it's he purposeful. exactly wants to make and i just love it but you got that you got uh alicia witt who uh who was ah, the yes. original in the original dune movie played alia paul's sister and she's you know been an actress for since she was five years old or whatever but yeah. she's playing the sexy crow uh crow being the name of this family that that uh, Raylan has to deal with throughout the seasons. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just uh, laughing at the sexy crow like that. I know. Sexy crow. It's like, like it's a job description. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I immediately you went had, to Halloween. I mean, just costume. in this first episode, you had you had a uh, you had a uh, you know the paranoid mob boss and a guy that with a chainsaw that off camera at least was cutting up people. Apparently, you've got Dave Foley and Will Sasso I love as Dave Canadian Foley. drug bosses. Yeah. You've got Canadian. You know, multiple killings. Canadian. Yeah, the Canadian. So, naturally. They're, they You've actually discussed Tim Horton. Are we still talking about Justified? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so confused. So there's a point where they're tr- like the Canadians want to make small talk before they get down to the serious drug talk, biz- drug business talk. And so they're actually say, talking about like, oh yeah, Tim Hortons is great. You know, do you have those down here? No, they don't have those down there. Down here. And and then it actually talks about, oh yeah, he was like this hockey player, and and I'm I'm kind of doing the Canadian accent more than he really does in the show. But uh, uh, but yeah, at the same time, it is just it's it's an unusual sort of character for the show. Yeah. I yeah, it's not at all. I for a minute I was sure we were talking about a different show. <laughs> And then you had you know multiple killings throughout the show, but then you also had a a pool in an inflatable raft that gets shot filled up you know shot with holes. I, the the first episode was just great, and I'm hoping the next one is as good. But uh, uh, it's my favorite show on TV, so so very, very happy right. it's back. I will watch Justified after if after if if and after. We do all four of us do a Deadwood rewatch and talk about it. One little episode that's just all Deadwood love. <laughs> then I'll watch Justified. But that's what's going to take. We'll do any time you want to talk about Deadwood. Tomorrow. I'm going to say to. committing <laughs> them to rewatching three seasons of a show just so you'll start watching a show seems like a big. But you guys would watch it again anyways because it's that good. Yeah. Ian McShane. Yeah. Yeah. I, and they are short seasons. You know, it's only the 10 episode HBO season. It's, it's only know, 30, 30 episodes, so I, it can be done. So. 30 spectacular hours in your life to look forward to. I know you're going to be enjoying against, you're not, you're not, I know. You're not, you're not, you're preaching mm-hmm. to the choir. I'll Especially be happy to watch it again. And I, I will, watched an episode with you the last time you were here, so. You did. You what fell you? asleep, I think. I yeah, <laughs> it was late. What, Chooch? <laughs> well, I love it now. Anyways, what chooch? I was just saying, once he said, you know, it's 30 something episodes, once he was doing the math, I was like, at least she's not getting greedy because that's 
something we could watch in a marathon and over a weekend, that would be greedy. I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so justified. It's getting great. late. <laughs> um, it is. It is getting late. I, I, if you need to drop off, I did have some uh, a little quick news, and I'll show some screenshots. Did anybody, everybody, see the uh, season four trailer for Game of Thrones? Oh, yes. no. I watched it yet. I heard it. They released you know, it. Uh, just go to YouTube and watch it. Or anything, it's, but yes, yeah, it's got it's, some good uh, stuff on it. Yeah, a minute and thirty-five seconds. Of, know what's going to happen? <laughs> what's that? Plenty of things that are spoilers if you already know what's going to happen. Yes, so yes. Technically not spoilers, I guess, but... Uh, if you can read between the lines, you definitely can yeah. figure out most Lots of, of the plot where, of season yeah, four. It's like, if you know what's happening, you see that and you say, oh, it's kind of tipping the hand that something happens, but then you realize, oh, wait, something happens? That's not exactly a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. What else? Like, Tyrion so, gets in trouble. Um, oh, no, that's a big spoiler. Again. <laughs> so we've got um let's see here. Oh, is this the new up. guy playing Dario? Yeah, so they replaced Dario. So if you had a problem with Dario, you get a new Dario. So you know that's that's one thing. New Dario's um, cuter. Yeah. 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 Although I mean he they might still shave the you know shave the face and do the long hair or something so we have a a jesus cersei my god that's gotta be the mountain yeah we got a new mountain the third mountain they definitely um even though the every picture i see of him he's smiling and just looks like a gentle giant you know and he's (laughs) supposed to be the mountain so no he's gonna snap at any moment and kill us all (laughs) <laughs> he is a professional wrestler, I think. So uh, in in Europe or something. So he's he's, you know, is is used to playing that type of uh, character. I'm sure. Uh, so we'll see how how that goes. He he does look uh, good. We have the uh, oops. Let me switch to his other photo, which I thought was hilarious. Come on! I thought this was pretty good. So that that's his, uh, his selfie shot. Uh, <laughs> Does he ever wear a shirt? This is our. He doesn't have to. I don't think he ever wears a shirt. He doesn't have to. He exactly. gets paid to not wear. He, uh, he's too big. He can't find shirts that fit. <laughs> it's like the Hulk. They're all ripped. <laughs> uh, did 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 everybody see these these little bobblehead dolls that came out? The oh the, out for a while, yeah, the the, the Funko things. dolls. Yes, I have a couple. I saw so the they've got a new, Yeah, they've got a new set of them, I think. Uh, so this is mm-hmm. Daenerys. This was my favorite one, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the the one, the other one that I thought was uh, was funny was um, the Ned Stark beheaded Funko doll. <laughs> I don't like I just it. Thought that was. That was that was funny. Don't um, like it. <laughs> and the, this, this little down. photo I thought was, uh, you never see Tywin uh, having a good time, and he seems to be having a good time here. So. <laughs> With his With his children. I like how he's got the, uh, the hand trophy that's pointing at him. Yeah, dagger. Yes. <laughs> Uh, separate news: The little bit more has been released about uh, the DLC for uh, The Last of Us. Uh, 
coming out soon, a uh, story about... Uh, I think they confirmed the release date today, didn't they? Yeah, and I don't know what the date was, but... Uh, I'll pull it up. Yeah, the the female character from The Last of Us, uh, the she's probably 14 or so, 15 in The in the Last of Us. It's Valentine's pre- Day. Valentine's Day. So it's a precursor story from uh, when she's younger mm-hmm. uh, with the her friend that apparently is, you know, brought her out of her shell and then sort of mm-hmm. taught her what it was, what it meant to live and not just yes. exist in this world and sort of gave her the resolve that you sort of see later on in the mm-hmm. actual. Yeah. Last so of she, she so. referenced in the, in near the end in the, in the main game and then also featured yes. in the comic book prequel that they already did. Yeah. If you got the, whatever special edition package uh, one of the comics came with it and you get more mm-hmm. of her backstory and yeah I, I read through that series it's good yeah so, uh, looking forward to that and then lastly I think I saw this on Pinterest and uh, I thought that especially Viv would uh, would love this um, it's cat armor so, um, <laughs> I just I just got a real kick out of that. There's like a <laughs> website where they have like three or four cat armor options oh that you my can God. buy. And I love the I, little, I like the the little bone. Just... <laughs> I like the bones on the you know, carpet. Like this this cat has destroyed some animal yeah. and eaten and left its bones. So see, I, I look at the cat's expression there and just think it's going really. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we're doing now. <laughs> yes, uh, one of one of Kim's favorite memes is the cat photos or whatever with the nope yeah. meme. So I it's like a cat, cat. Trying, somebody putting trying to put a cat in a bathtub and it just says nope, and then you know the cat's you know clawing its way away. So that would be one of those uh, nope nope. But uh, that's pretty much all I had. Oh, uh, book-wise, I'm finally reading the Hedge Knight stories. The, uh, oh, yeah. George R. R. Me Martin too. Stories. I've been reading those too, actually. Really? Cool. Yeah. Uh, the first one's awesome. I mean, the first mm-hmm. one's just really, really good. And, uh, you, know, I've, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil. There, There is something secret in the story. And, you know, I'd heard, you know, tales of, you know, Dunkin' Egg, and I, I never – you know, I don't know how I stayed away from the spoiler as far as what these oh. stories are really about. Hmm. So, uh, you know, had a big surprise at the uh, end of that first story where you find out uh, who a character you know is and what that background is. Uh, yeah. so, but just that that overall story and a lot of it is deals with a attorney tournament, which you uh, get in uh, you know Game of Thrones, obviously, mm-hmm. but a little more in depth. Uh, sort of felt like the uh, whatever that uh, Knights movie that uh, what's his name was in uh, Knights Tale with I, Heath Ledger. I can't think of it. Knights Tale, yeah. So sort of that with all the tournament stuff. So it's a little, you know. Only but, it's Game of Thrones, so only you know, people die horribly. Yes, <laughs> much more serious and uh, yes, stabby. Much more stabby. We will rock you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no, no like, inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate uh, David Bowie songs in the oh, middle of a movie. Oh, you have me. <laughs> but um, we yeah. uh, read 
I, at least it was my first time over vacation, and I don't remember if Viv had read it before or not, The Shepherd's Tale. No, I took it as a treat to read because I had not read it yet. It was a comic I, that was released after Serenity, and it gives Shepherd Books backstory. Backstory. Hmm. There's a series of books, but the one that I got was The Shepherd's Tale, and I just, I've, I've literally had it for years since the old house, and I never took the time to read it. And I took it with us, like, okay, Merry Christmas, you're reading this fucking book finally. <laughs> and I didn't, I loved it. It was good. Yeah. Nice. It was awesome. It's, yeah, it was cool to learn his, his, wow. Yeah. It was cool. told in Did a you really, like it, Chooch? Yeah, yeah. It was told in kind, kind of like a, Told kind of like Memento, it was like these scenes yeah. that kept going further and further back in time. But then once you get to the very beginning, then it's like has revelations of you know his journey all and, kinds of business. And uh, yeah, it's really really well so done. You finally get to know his story, huh? Yep. Finally. Very cool. That's very cool. To... So this was a you said a series of books. I was... yeah, there's a series. I've only got the Shepherd one, and I can bring that one, and then you can see if you like it enough to see the other. Pretty sure it's Dark Horse. Yeah, it's definitely Dark Horse. Doesn't but it's uh novelization. It's, it's, no, it's, it's just a graphic book. novel. Short but comic it's, oh, it's graphic. Okay, okay. I, I missed that. So okay. Yeah, yes, sorry. I have it, it's hardback, so I have it looks like a regular book, things. but it's a graphic novel. Okay, cool. Did anybody have anything else they wanted to talk about? We'll sign off. I apologize again for uh the whole Q and A. I know we had I could see even now we have four viewers apparently. Um, oh, so thanks for hanging on, guys. Glad to have you hanging around on the along. Google. Uh, I will attempt to figure out why scheduling uh, an event and the hangout that's associated with that event it doesn't work the way it used to. Because it used to be, you just go into that event, you'd go into hangout, and then start the hangout on air. And apparently, you know, if you don't set it up perfectly, you know, some setting, I if you do that. I can start a hangout, but it's not a hangout on air, so it, you know, mm. it's useless. Uh, so I have to like set up a separate event at the it'll moment. Be, it'll be so great air. when they have a fucking process and stick with it. I'm really tired of them switching mm. this shit up. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not that they don't have a process that works. It's just that they change process and don't really have a good process of explaining what's changed and how to do it right. Yeah. So downside we'll figure of it hyper out. fast iterations. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, has, is anybody looking at the YouTube page? Was there, were there any comments? Um, I had it up there, earlier, just, but not recently. I just refreshed it, and it's just mine and Christiana's. Yeah, I, I had added it into the Hangout Toolbox little thing that keeps track, and then nothing came up there. Okay. We love so, you, even if you're quiet. Fo- well, uh, listeners, watchers, followers, <laughs> viewers? I don't. These <laughs> guys. No, Damn. okay, I do. I, I can't. And uh, <laughs> yes, if you are, uh, if you're listening Tell after the fact, if you're listening after the fact. We will have uh, Matt on again at some point in the future, yes. so we can spend more time with him because he is awesome. And uh, I, it's always good to have another grumpy guy on <laughs> uh, to talk. So uh, we'll have him on again. And uh, so, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask him, then. You can put them in the comments for uh, this episode when it comes out, and uh, we'll get them ready for him ahead of time. And uh, hopefully, we'll have his uh, video working a little better next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm assuming it had something to do with his connection speed and all that, but who knows? 
But mm-hmm. uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us tonight. And uh, we'll be back next week for another episode of Consumption. Bye, everybody. Uh, or how about we jump right into a Doctor Who kind of spoilery discussion? Unfortunately, Christiana and Matt are dropped off, but Chooch and Viv and VG got to cabin. So how we throw it in here at the end? Yeah, I really didn't like the Doctor Who special. (laughs) (sighs) But then I watched it again and I liked it more and and I cried. So you didn't cry the first time. I was pissed. Amelia Mm. Pond and you didn't cry. Well, I cried the second time because of Amelia Pond, but the first time I thought it was just cheesy. It was incredibly cheesy. Oh my god, it was over. It was insanely cheesy. I didn't want to talk about this, yeah, you know, during the show because we weren't well, doing yeah. spoilers. But we can talk about it now. And if you want to, if you're still recording, Cheech, we can yeah. throw it at the end of the episode or something. Yeah, I mean, I understand fan service. I like yeah. fan service in a lot of cases, but when you when you're doing something like that and it's completely out of context completely. for. You know, the idea that he has this vision, that's like the whole, uh, well, you know, I guess it's just a vision that he's having or whatever, but the idea of, you know, uh, what's her name when, when Blondie goes to a different dimension. Right. So she can never be on the show. So it's like this final, oh, you can't be with her ever again, but then they bring her back, you know, later on and stuff. And later on. Yeah. And Amelia Pond, you know, she's in a different, universe different timeline because you know the angels grabbed her and took her back it's like either she's in a different universe or she's just back in time so you can go see her because you know she went to wherever mm. you know and yeah. it's like uh, time locked so yeah. just she can't she can't be there so you can bring her back because he's dying or regenerating i know it's bullshit they shouldn't have never done it but i was I, as soon as i saw i was like oh yes. he saw little just, amelia and i smiled god damn it but I thought seeing Amy as a grown-up was too much. Oh, totally. Yeah, I yeah, I really like. Yes, I thought that the the when they showed the five seconds of the girl running through the ship, and you know, yeah. you had seen a minute earlier the fish and custard mm-hmm. on the yeah. dashboard or whatever. I thought that that would have been perfect. Uh, you know, but, but he just had bring her like, back. Yeah, it bring her back sense. for that ten seconds. You know, and oh, Raggedy Man, that made me cry. Yeah, there was, it made no sense at all, but it was perfection, so I forgave it. I needed it, I guess. What is? I said there's a fucking cat under my feet. Oh my god, it's just not something you hear very often. Thank you for listening to specficmedia.com presents Consumption. If you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM. That's 704-981-1736. If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 3.0, unported license. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. 